The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here and analyze this, and we are going to be speaking with uh, Commissioner Derek Gabriel and, and hopefully Joe McLean for DPW in a little bit. But let me do um, the programming uh, uh, programming notes for tonight uh, before uh, we bring in uh, the big shots from DPW. Uh, the PBS News Hour at 7 p.m., Washington Report at 8 p.m., POV, that's point of view, from 8.30 until 10 p.m., right? Follow four African students striving to become change agents for home. Right then, we got Miss Scarlett and the Duke on masterpiece. That's from ten to eleven. Eliza investigates the dark and macabre world of Victorian undertakers. Right, and then we got Funny Woman from eleven until midnight. Barbara lands a lead role in a new TV sitcom, but news from home threatens to derail her plans. And of course, I'm at Porn Company at midnight. So, PBS News Hour at seven. Washington Report half hour deal from eight to eight thirty. POV from eight thirty to ten. Miss Scarlett and the Duke on Masterpiece from 10 to 11, and then Funny Woman uh, at 11 until uh, midnight. So, <clears throat> we're going to reschedule um, uh, Norris to Flourish. Okay, we're going to knock that out next week. Okay? Uh, and uh, hopefully, maybe like the 24th. I think Wednesday the 24th might be a good day for Norris to Flourish, or maybe Thursday the 25th. We'll knock that out then. So I sent a text message to uh, Julius and uh, Holly, and we're going to knock that one out. Uh, so, just doing some shuffling to accommodate uh, the big wigs and all that stuff. It's my understanding uh, that we have Commissioner Derek Gabriel from the Department of Public Works joining us, and he was supposed to uh, link with uh, the one and only Jumbo McLean. Uh, good morning, Commissioner. Happy New Year. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Neville. Happy New Year. I'm glad to be here again. You can hear us well, right? I do have um, I do have Jomo McLean. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dare show up for your show without Jomo. <laughs> no, no, uh, we're good. Everything is good. Happy New Year to you and to the DPW family and all that good stuff. Jomo McLean, what's up? Not much, much, much. Good, good morning, good morning, and Happy New Year. Everything is good now. You know, I I O department been under a lot of heat. You know what I'm saying? But the weather, the, but check this out. The weather cool off. The weather cool off. So, <laughs> so, so, so hopefully uh, everything is well. Talk a little bit about where your agency is right now, Commissioner, before we get into the specifics territory-wide about our roads and what are, what other areas that DPW are responsible for. Yeah, of course. Um, again, Neville, you know, I'm really glad to be here. Um, I feel like the department is really, not I feel like, I know the department is in a really good place. Um, I know a lot of what we've done in 2023 has really prepared us for a, a huge push not only with our capital projects, um, um, you know, of course, our capital buildings, our schools, our, um, our head starts, our hospitals, but more importantly, um, with our roads, of course, our bridges are under construction in the St. Croix district. We're really um, ramping up and preparing for a lot of progress to be seen by the community in 2024. You know, a lot of projects that, that we've talked about on your show for months and in some cases even years, um, we're really looking um, forward to seeing those projects get off the ground this year. So 2024 is going to be an exciting year full of progress for the people of the Virgin Islands. That's why you're talking about that. I like that. Uh, Jomo, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Tell the, tell the public your, your actual title and, and, and your role and all that stuff making the department a success. Sure. So my name is Jomo McLean, and I'm the Highway Program Manager 
for the Department of Public Works, the Division of uh, Office of Highway Engineering, um, with, with direct responsibility for the federal aid routes throughout the territory. Um, you said federal aid, so let me ask this question. How much of the recovery money is, is to fix roads and all that stuff? <laughs> ballpark figure. No need to be specific. Ballpark um, figure. So that's a good question. So on, on, the, on the federal highway side, it's, it's really not, not a lot of money. It's, it's roughly around 85 to $90 million we receive from federal highway. But from FEMA to fix all of our non-federal highway roads, um, we're actually going to be approaching close to over $2 billion when it's all said and done. Wow. Right. Wow! No, no, that that, that that two billion, that two billion is uh is a part of the the original eight billion, or is that no. the, the, does that include subsequent monies from the original appropriation? Yes, this is all subsequent monies. Originally, we were we were looking at like maybe a, a hundred million mm-hmm. thing around there, but um, subsequently, you know, in in you know working with FEMA and and. In some cases, arguing with FEMA and justifying, you know, we're, we're well over that $2 billion range. No, um, and I'm coming back to you in a little bit, uh, Komish, but you're not Jomo being there longer than you. you know, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just got to call a speed a speed. Uh, Jomo, explain, uh, by the way, I, I just... I'm a name connoisseur. I like Jomo. I got a partner named Jomo Mead who's a, who's a judge. You know what I'm saying? So, so if I call him by the first name, don't hold it against me. Mr. No, no, that's no problem. Mr. McLean, <laughs> I, I, I explain to the public, right, because Governor Mapp at the time, because he was governor when we got hit with these hurricanes, there's a distinction between local roads and federal roads. And in some instances, um, we were trying to get local roads redesignated or uh, eligible for federal financing. Explain that whole dynamic there for the public, if you will, so they could have a, a, little, a little better understanding of what your agency deals with with respect to addressing roads and how we fix them and right. resources and all that good stuff. Sure. So, so there's, there's actually, um, there's probably actually three distinction designations, right? So um, the for, for us overall umbrella is um, their public roads, which are the responsibility of the government of the Virgin Islands. And under public roads, there, there are federal, federal roads that are federal aid routes, which are all like your numbered route numbers, route roads that have route numbers. And those uh, fall under the jurisdiction of the Federal Highway Administration. And then there are those other roads that are public roads that do not have route numbers, uh, are what we would designate as, as our local roads, right? And those are still local public roads that are the responsibility of the government of the Virgin Islands. And then there's a third um, distinction, which are private roads. And um, there's a lot of roads that there might have been some uh, huge track of land that was subdivided by a developer um, and so they develop the roads and the plots and the, the, the different parcels. Um, and so those roads that were developed by a developer and subdivided are actually, in some cases, they remain the ownership of the developer. And so those are private roads. So, so those are the three distinctions. And so during Governor Map time, what, what we tried to do was the public local roads 
We actually had an executive order issue to have those public local roads follow the same. We adapted the federal highway standards for those roads as well. Um, so that we could justify to FEMA that, that you know, we, we have, a, we have a, a standard that we're following that we want to make sure that all government-owned roads um, follow those particular standards for, for road building. Okay, that's, that's good. Commish, you, you are the one, the buck stops with you. Um, what, what's the biggest concern with, with, the, with, with the territory, um, with, with, with the residents living here, when they, when they call your office? What area um, are you inundated with complaints about more than any other area? Or concerns, if not complaints? Yeah, that's, that's a good question, um, Neville. I think right now, I would say over the last six, six to eight months, there's been a huge emphasis on um, Fredrickson, right? Particularly, I would say the Mahogany Road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really has been very consistent. I know the residents out there have been, um, they've been hearing about a road reconstruction project, a road rehabilitation project for months. And like I said, never earlier years, right? It's been on the books for quite some time that we've been working on it. And I think now people really want to see progress not just on that project, but from all of our projects that we keep talking about. You know, um, as an administration, we do a really good job of talking about the resources that we have available to us. And I think now people really want to see those resources come to bear for them. Um, so a, lot, a huge emphasis from us has been on really getting Mahogany Road um, across the finish line and in a place where we could get it solicited and get some, some shovels in the ground, right? And then I would say uh, 1B, you know, over the last few months has been the town of Christiansted. Um, you know, I have the, the, the fortunate pleasure of also serving as the, um, the chairman of the Waste Management Board. So really for us, that's been a huge push because our towns, are, our historic towns are very important to us, whether it's um, Christiansted, Fredericksted, or, or downtown Charlotte Amali. So we really want to make sure that we're paying the attention to them that they deserve and that they are in a state of um, repair, not disrepair. So we've been working with waste management. We've actually um, dedicated two of our most seasoned project managers to working with them on a Christiansted project. And I'm glad that we're actually finally seeing that progress in Christiansted where we're getting the trenches repaved and, you know, getting some semblance of order back to that town. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know the deal, um, and I actually predated you, uh, Commissioner Gabriel, um, when Jomo would come on, we're going to go from St. John to West, <laughs> West of St. Croix. Right? So, so let me, let me, let, let's, let's, let's get to it if, if we can. Let's get to it if we can. Uh, Jomo, what's the deal in St. John? What's the priority over there right now? And uh, for, the, for, for my Jomo, for, for my St. John listeners, um, what, what good news you got for them over there as it relates to public works projects and roads? Um, so, so St. John, um, we, we actually closing out, we closing out uh, uh, some FEMA road work that we had um, started, started in St. John. Um, we also getting ready to um, the contractor is getting ready to complete some DOI-funded project, complete some guardrail installation on Centerline Road. And then we're getting ready to kick off um, the design of for Fish Fry Drive, um, which is down, down by Enai Pan. Um, that road is in, in terrible condition, um, and, and really because of... of the proximity to to the pond right along the shoreline, so we're doing the design calls for some hardening, um, 
hardening of, of the area so that we can prevent the road from being overtopped and flooded. You know, Neville, if I kind of want to add, um, we had, and Jomo touched on it, we had a pretty, we had a FEMA project that was going on on St. John that touched several different areas of St. John. Um, we did, crew, in Cruise Bay, we touched areas like Pocket Money, um, which got, um, you know, the roadway is pretty resilient now. We added some drainage features. In some areas, we added low water crossings that are concrete. So now the road should be able to sustain, you know, more of that inclement weather that we're expecting. Um, we did some areas out in Francis Bay, um, I know that we're a, a few areas we actually touched in in, in Saint John, Coral Bay. Coral Bay um, below, in, uh, we did some areas in Susannaburg as well, um, where those areas are now more resilient roads, concrete roads. Um, the thing about the FEMA projects, right? And I tell people, if you have a mile stretch of road, FEMA may tell you, well, we'll approve you know this quarter mile and the last quarter mile, but the middle half is yours <laughs> to repair, right? Mm -hmm. That's um, so I just want to caution our people because. We talk about these projects, and they're out there, but people might say, well, you know, I only see you do one hill or one neighborhood. Well, that's the way the FEMA projects work. And now we're coming back, and we're looking at other ways with other federal funding or even local funding to begin to make more complete roads, more complete road projects. I just wanted to add that part of Okay, there you go. No, no that's, that's, that's good uh, edification for listeners. Um, Joma, we had some road project. We had some road paving over there in uh, Adrian at, at one point that you were working on when you spoke one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was completed. Um, that was completed, paved, striped, um, and it's it's performing well actually. Um, yeah. And then um, last year we did we we did a bunch of paving on Centerline Road itself. We actually did some some gabion baskets, retaining walls, as well. Um, and now we get we're going back to to install some guardrails in in a lot of areas. I think we're doing close to a thousand feet of, of new guardrails mm -hmm. on Centerline Road. No, that's, that's that's good. So so check this out, right? Um, St. Thomas, you know, I always want to believe are you different from St. John and St. Croix, right? <laughs> um, now I I gonna give you I gonna give you name proof right now. We got Centerline Road and St. John and Centerline Road and St. Croix. You got Centerline Road and St. Thomas? Yes, it does. Yeah, pay <laughs> there. Um, so the road that comes. From the, the hospital down towards Haven site. Yeah. Mandela, Mandela Sock. That's Centerline Road? That's Centerline Road. That shot shoot that shot shoot there from McDonald's down to Wendy's? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he has another name, it's also Rumor Drive. But a lot of people know it as Centerline. Okay, okay. See, that's why to say it's a learning deal. So St. Thomas, you, you are in the mix. Don't feel left out. Okay. I just want to, 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 to know that. Um, what's it like as it relates to St. John, knowing that the N, the National Park Service footprint is so large that you gotta you gotta work and navigate your way around the footprint when you're dealing with roads, Jomo McLean. Sometimes it's um, sometimes it's a dance, um, but but they, they I would say that one of the, the benefits are that the like North Shore Road and on St John, um, the national park actually maintains that on on behalf of the local government. Um, so so it has some pluses that 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 we are fortunate that that we have a partner that has such a huge. Um, stake in the community mm -hmm. that they, they share in in some of the maintenance. Now, the, now, now, commission the, the 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 controversial land swap. 
where and St. John, when I land and cruise Bay, where and St. John is this new school area going to be built? And, and, the, and the other side, and the northern side of the island, or the eastern side? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's on the northern side. I know it's up in the, it's up on the hill. I don't know the exact footprint. Um, to be very honest with you, Neville. Yeah. But I know um, it's. I believe it's on the northern end. And that, that that gonna require Jomo. That gonna require um significant infrastructure, right? Because if you're building a school, you yes. gotta have access. Yes. Yes, it will. Yes. Okay. Good. So we let the public know from now, right? Because of this particular move and this um potential construction, there will be infrastructure required for yes. access. Okay. To that, to that area, right? Or, yeah. or additional infrastructure. Additional infrastructure. Right, right. And, and some impact. Right. Okay, and, and you know, Neville, I would add that these are conversations that we're having now. So when we get to the point that where the school is being constructed or design plans are actually underway, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking to get shovels in the ground. We're mm -hmm. not running into these challenges. Okay, we're that's good. talking that's about good. them, not just with the Department of Education. Of course, FEMA is involved and Government House. You know, this is something that we're all keenly aware of. Well, you know, the name of the show is Analyze This, so we have an obligation to analyze things in <laughs> advance. <laughs> In advance, and let, let, no, no, seriously, part of the problem with a, with with the community uh, is that a lot of them are not prepared, or they may not know what is going on. You know what I'm saying? So let we let we try to educate them early, right? right. School right, right. school billing. So that means it, it, that means that infrastructure is is re additional infrastructure is required. Same thing with like with like um, the pandemic, right? Um, you make all this stimulus money available, you go let them know, look, down the road, hard times going to come because we, we're just making stimulus money available for, pub, for the public to keep the economy at a particular level. We, we have an obligation to educate the public in, up front so that, when, so that they could prepare themselves for that window of when change is taking place. So that's the reason why uh, I went that route. We got the Department of Planning, Department of Public Works this morning, uh, the one and only Commissioner Derry Gabriel. Um, my good friend Jomo McLean joining us. What we're going to do is going to take a break. The 718-0761 line is open, right? So if you have a call as it relates to a particular area and projects, you go call that number, and, and these distinguished Virgin Islanders are prepared to answer your questions. Remember now, and analyze this, we are 100% respectful. We don't deal in the rah-rah. We'll take a break and be back right after this. Fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a non-profit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peters Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our non-profit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagal. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and analyze this great discussion with the Department of Public Works. We got Commissioner Terry Gabriel and uh, the the czar for uh, Federal Highway uh, Development. All that good stuff. Territorial czar, Jomo McLean, uh, joining us. Good morning, gentlemen. Glad to have you analyze this once again. Good morning again. Good morning. Again. Okay, good. Question. What is the strategy for marking and striping? Do roads have to be newly paved before restriped? No, no, they do not. Um, it's the the only only um, only hesitation that I'm making is if the roads are in somewhat poor condition. It, it actually it actually takes a lot more paint um, to put down, and then and then it doesn't look as as clean and sharp if the road is is rough. So you get the sort of jagged lines. But but we are. Um, we are. We have a plan in place to do a, a wholesale striping throughout the territory. Um, that we're we're getting ready to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, and the, the questions then come in now. So before we get to Saint Thomas, we're going uh, and, and breaking down the eastern end of the island, then the middle, and then west. Um, yeah. Highway safety, right? About educating residents uh, about highway safety. Uh, they're doing some infomercials right now. Um, and how can you? What can you do to actually um, share that on a more uh, broad, broad, broader basis so the public could embrace the importance of highway safety? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I know we actually met with um, the VIPD, and we had the same conversation because we want to do some joint initiatives. Um, you know, where we're rolling out, kind of having conversations with people about highway safety as a whole when you're seeing construction, because we expect so much road construction to be done you know, what it is that they're looking out for, what it is that you want to recognize. Um, but most importantly, just being mindful of other drivers, pedestrians, residents, visitors, you know, the whole nine. Um, we've been talking about not only putting them on our website, um, you know, kind of reciprocal advertisement, if you will, but also utilizing our social media. You know, Neville, our, I, I am really proud of our social media footprint. We do a really good job of getting our stuff out there and also our YouTube channel. You know, so we've been talking about them about, we've been talking to uh, Highway Safety 
about reciprocal advertising, and a lot of our residents should begin to see that, like I said, this year. Okay, good. I, I reached out to one of my uh, peers who knows about this agency, so I, I tell him to send me some questions to make sure that you know we sound like we know what we're talking about, right? right? So, so, so he but but he sent me a very good question. The reflective gear, right? That folks wear because you mentioned pedestrians. A lot of people walking out and exercising and all that stuff. Um, the should, should, how do we go about encouraging people? to purchase reflective gear as a, as a means of, you know, assisting themselves and saving themselves because folks are driving, coming home from work. A lot of people walk between five and seven in the afternoon. How, right. how do we, uh, is that part of that strategy you're talking about with the YouTube channel and the uh, Facebook page and all that, Kamish? You know, I, I think that's a really good point, Neville. You know, I, 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 we've been talking to people. We actually been focusing a lot with like bike safety, right? Like bicycle safety, right. making sure that a lot of the bicycles are having the lights, the strobe lights, the, um, the reflectors, because, you know, right now we don't really have the luxury of having a lot of dedicated bike lanes. Mm -hmm. Of course, land is at a premium, but you're absolutely right. We need to focus on, on um, pedestrian safety as well. You know, as we push wellness, there's a safety aspect that has to come with that. You know, um, I would encourage people to go out there, buy the safety vest, you know, to sell them at Home Depot, Ace Hardware. There's also a lot of times now some of the, some of the more popular um, fitness brands are actually putting reflective, like, like, like the reflective material in some of the clothes that they're purchasing. So look out for that stuff. You know, I know sneakers now, my kids have sneakers that they actually have the reflective strips at the back. Yeah. So you see them when they're walking. Look out for that stuff because you never know, you know, and you could be crossing in a welded area on a crosswalk and someone just has a moment of a mental lapse where they maybe turn away for a second and they turn back. So you want to make sure as a pedestrian, as a resident, you're doing all that you can to, um, to increase the amount of visibility that you have. Now, when I was in high school, way back in the day, you know what I'm saying? We used to enjoy when government agencies would come to the school to give presentations and all that stuff. One of my questions, one of the questions that my peers suggested, what about working presentations to students about Department of Public Works responsibilities? And that's educating our young people as, as to how governance is supposed to be beneficial for everybody. What about that? Yeah, we, that's something we really want to ramp up now that, you know, we're kind of moving out of a, of a situation. You know, COVID had put everybody in a different place. Yeah. So even, you know, before I, I, I commend former Commissioner Darrell Smiles, because that was something that was huge in his administration, in, in his um, tenure here at the department. And we really wanted to get that back going again. Um, this year, during Public Works, yeah, week. During Public Works week, especially. Um, so this year, we're looking at getting out there, not just educating people about what we do, but about all the career opportunities, Neville. Like, people don't even realize, like, we talk about it now all the time. The reason that you don't see that striping really ramped up like this is because there's only one striping company um, in each district. That's a career opportunity that our, that our, um, that our youth should know about, you know? Um, there's opportunities for traffic-like technicians, you know? Um, there's opportunities, of course, engineers, you know, architects are always at a premium, project managers. But there's so many different career paths in transportation that I want to let our, our, our youth know this is a real viable field. And it doesn't just have to be as a government employee. There's several entrepreneur, entrepreneurial opportunities that exist as well. Now, uh, Jomo, I, I as a man, when I travel, I, I like to drive um, on two occasions, once, once in D.C. and in 2022 in New York City. Um, apparently, I violated a, a traffic light area and Hertz had me to know I had a bill to pay. 
<laughs> um, what, what's the deal? Do we have? Uh, are we getting infrastructure in, uh, on our uh, at our intersections um, to, to to detect some of these people? Because we got some crazy drivers in this place, man. This is wild, you yeah. know. The, 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 you're, you're at a stoplight, right? They will they will get in the lane, not to stay not to stay straight, but to make a turn. And then when the light come on, they come right in front of you at speed and just yeah. and just drive. So, is there anything we can do from an infrastructure standpoint to um you know, yeah, rein yeah. reining reining rein these these disrespectful drivers who lack in etiquette. Yes. Yeah, so um, the, the short answer is yes, and I know that VIPD is is working on that. They, um, I mean, I don't want to get in too much into No, no, we, no we, want, we want to give everything so the criminal have no more going on. So, right. Just, right. <laughs> but, but the short answer is yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so I want to know, I just want to know that we work. And so you're working in concert with the with Department of Public Works and all that stuff with to, 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 yeah. to see what we could do to deter to deter these these disrespectful drivers from doing what they do. Okay, yes. so, so the, the e-citation movement is coming. I do want, I, I will say that. I want to tell that the people that is something that I know VIPD is hard at work on. Mm -hmm. Something that we've been talking to them about, you know, because we've seen the benefits, as you talked about, Neville, not only across the United States, but even from our neighbors in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a peer exchange with them, and when they told us what their e-citation program brought in for them and what it was able to do, just from getting people to pay their tickets early, you know, it, it really was impressive. Okay, so we turned cool. that information over to VIPD, and our our community should know it's coming. So look out for it. Okay, that's that, that's that's good news. Jomo, the Red Hook area, Red Hook expands by the minute, um, and so that requires infrastructure. I spoke with the uh, commissioner of sports park and recreation last week. He said that they got some development taking you know, taking place over there in the Nazareth area that they plan to do, which yeah. re which requires. More infrastructure, though. People don't really appreciate infrastructure until we got hard times, you know. So, uh, yeah. so now, you know, we want the public to know, of course, the hurricanes kind of, you know, has heightened our awareness of how important sound infrastructure is. What's the deal on the eastern side of the island? Um, yeah, so so we, they, we definitely have some projects coming up on the eastern side of the island. We'll be doing some road paving out in the, the Nazareth area. Um, once we get our um, release of our transportation trust funds um, allocated to us, we plan to do some paving on, in Nazareth. Um, we we plan to do some some, some work in the Freedom Hoy area as well. And and um, and you mentioned um, Commissioner Calvert White. We we've had some meetings about relocating or installing a road behind the armory that so that it will get to. Um, some facilities that they plan on, on constructing back there. So, so there's a lot of infrastructure work that's uh, rapidly approaching, getting ready to commence in in the Nazareth area. That's good. What about Tutu? There's a lot of lot of development can be taking place there, the Duno area and all that stuff. What about roads over there? Yeah. So, so in in the in the whole of the Anna's Retreat area, we actually have um, a design consultant working on. On designing some some significant improvements um, from um, the Dunu Dunu Bypass Road all the way through the Annos Retreat Bypass Road, which runs in front of hometown all the way to the Mandal Road. Um, we're also doing in concert with WAPA. We're designing our same consultant is designing the undergrounding 
of the whole of the Anna's Retreat community okay. on behalf of WAPA. So that whole entire community will have uh, um, electrical service on the ground once this project is finished. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's good. The public should like to hear that, don't you think, Kamish? That's the type yeah, of thing I, we're talking I, about. I, right? I, was just gonna say, I mean, I, I I think that's great news for the community because you know Neville, it's so dense. You know, what I mean that when whenever we have um, storms or anything like that. It's good to see that that community will be one of the first to be more resilient, more hardened, and back up and running. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would I would add also we're having larger conversations about really improving the entire infrastructure in the whole Anna's Retreat neighborhood. Um, as you know, Neville, we have on the books the um, Leonardo Trapman Drive, which um, really will open up access to not only the mall and you know more uh, more commercial property, but that neighborhood as well. And so, if you're going to provide more access to that neighborhood, then you really have to expand the infrastructure in the neighborhood to be able to accept the increase in traffic. So those are the conversations we're having. I know a lot of the residents have been concerned about that because they want to make sure that, you know, of course, when we're tying in major projects to neighborhoods, that we're expanding and providing um, safe opportunities for those residents as well. Without a doubt. Of course, you mentioned that that, that do no, that do no work there. Um, Joe McLean, I got to bring on a, a culturalist, a cultural culturalist, and a linguist so they could explain how I get do no out of do no, right? But so, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I don't always have fun with that one. So, oh, so, ain't got no, ain't got no U in it, and ain't got no O O spelling it either. But yet, I, 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 I find two O in it with do no. So. <laughs> So, so I go have I go bring out a lingo so we go talk about the names throughout the the Virgin yeah. Islands because it's a beautiful discussion, you know. So I like yeah, that, really, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Really. Now let me get to the center of the island. You mentioned Center Lane Road. Let me go up on the other side of the rectangle, from the racing strip, from Schneider down to to Brong, down to Brong, uh, Brong um, fire station there, and of course major development taking place, and that that area there that continues to develop ridiculously what's the deal with that area that whole area that let me talk let me do the whole circle let me go around um yeah. by um by pacing garden by yard haven come up center line and then come back around from yeah. from uh schneider down to palibok okay so so they i guess the the first thing is um the on uh, first avenue um first avenue which runs um from center line road West past um, St. Andrew's Church. Correct. Yeah. That, so we have, um, we actually went out to bid. Um, we have a contract that's currently being executed to to um, reconstruct that roadway, the drainage and the roadway on the on, on First Avenue. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting for that contract to be executed and then, um, and then work can start. Um, that's going to bring major relief. Um, you know, we, that's one of the, the we get constant Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, complaints and questions and queries on when this work is actually going to start. Um, so, so that's um, good news on the horizon once we get that contract executed shortly. Um, as we spin around on, on Ray Strack Road, um, also known as Alton Adams Drive, mm-hmm. um, there's about to be major construction getting ready to start. Um, Charlotte Amali High School is currently on being demolished and um, the reconstruction, the contract is, you know, is making it, the contract for the new construction is making its way through the process. And so there's going to be um, severe impacts 
um, to the residents in that area. Um, and not just the residents, because it's a major thoroughfare. So there will be severe impacts in terms of, of construction and delays, potential delays as the construction ramps up. And don't forget, Jomo, we also have the construction at the, um, the Cancer Institute that's right. going to be beginning as well. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's really, we want to make sure that people are aware of that. See, that's why I'm talking about. I mean, that whole area there. So, yeah. so, 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 what about Yard Haven? That 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 continued development that takes us from Yard Haven to the legislature. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, that's what I would call great infrastructure enhancement. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Drive. Um, yes. For well, Phase One is is complete, and you know we've gotten um, kudos throughout throughout nation, throughout actually internationally right. we've gotten. Um, recognition for for that successful project, and so we're getting ready to um, to continue. And, and you know, we we want to keep the momentum going. Um, so so our goal is to hopefully have um, phase two A um, start start before the end of this year. That takes us where? That takes us from the from Hospital Gada, where the phase one comp was completed, and it takes us around the legislature to. To um, Vendors Plaza area. Vendors Plaza, okay, that's good. And Vendors Plaza, that's your point of view, right, um, Kamish? No, well, I, it, so we assisted um, licensing and consumer with oh, the project when, okay, they, when okay. they made the, um, the new kiosk, but yeah. really it's under, um, they moved it now, the legislature moved it under property and procurement. Okay, that's a property and procurement thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, quickly, uh, heading west, um, leaving um, that French tongue area, any any project there that we need to look at or the public needs to know about, um, Jomo? We have a project, um, you know, we did, never in 2022, we did a lot of paving in our communities and our neighborhoods, and we're looking to continue that in 2024. So right now we do have, um, we are, we should be putting it out to bid, um, I would say in a couple months, we have a project to pave the road going up to um, Patriot Manor. Hilton Road is what I think it's called. Mm -hmm. um, it has a pretty significant community up there. Mm -hmm. That road has been in disrepair for a while. So that will help us pretty much, I would say, complete our paving in the Canton, in the Canton community. Um, we've done a lot of areas. We did Neville Isle up like, by Kum, like where the old Kumwa was, where Wesleyan School is. Yeah. Yeah, we did some significant paving up there. You know, that road was in really, really, really right. bad shape. Right. Um, we did a lot of those, you know, the little ancillary roads that are kind of surrounding a lot of the neighborhood roads. Okay, good. Let, 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 let's take a break. Uh, wrap up St. Thomas talk about Northside and, and the border area and then come to okay. St. Croix. Okay, so we'll take a break. We got Commissioner Derek Gabriel and uh, Highway Czar Joma McLean from the Department of Public Works joining us this morning. We'll be back right after this. Incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, but it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. 
two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. And we're back here uh, analyze this uh, awesome discussion with the Department of Public Works. We got Commissioner Gabriel and uh, Highway Czar uh, McLean joining us. Uh, just wanted to know, um, I got a message from uh, Uncle Eddie Bruce out of St. John. He said, please tell the brother the road work they did in St. John is holding up very well. So, <laughs> gentlemen, sometimes you got to get your flowers. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a good job. So. Ain't all about people complaining. Y'all did well in St. John. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to know that. Now, quickly, um, the north side, anything up on the north side and, and, and heading west towards Bordeaux? Um, on the north side. Um, like like, like my, my partner, Pedrito Estrell, he live over on the north side, so I got to look out for north side. What's going on over there? Yeah. Yeah, are, you, yeah. are you a teacher? The great Pedrito yeah. Estrell from high school. Yes, from yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did um we did some retaining wall work on the north side. Um we I know we we have an area that we we plan to address shortly um on on um route thirty three. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that we we did some a good bit of paving on the north side. We we paved Halby Road. Mm-hmm. Um, we paved all the way down to the beach. Um, we what, paved, what about Valley Hill Drive and, and, and going down into to um, Peterborg and all that stuff? Can you walk over there? Anything uh, you're looking at? Um, on, yeah, on, uh, actually on our transportation plan, we have Valley Hill Drive, which is Skyline. Mm-hmm. We have that plan for... Um, for and subsequent year, upcoming year, um, it's being scoped right now. Um, we have some FEMA work that um, the contractor is getting ready to to start up in in Fortuna um, to build a, a retaining wall and bring some some relief to some residents in in the Fortuna area. You know, never we had a lot after the storms. We have and, and and with all these rainstorms that we have, we had a lot of like runoff and road roads like eroding and undermining. So now that we gain access to some money on the federal side and local side, 
We're trying to do retaining laws to really hold the existing in place while we do some of these major projects that Jomo is referencing. Right. No, that's good. That's good. Now, you had the, uh, the Rastafari Agriculture Fair down in Bordeaux this weekend. So, you yes. know, that road that got to be nice. And people live down in that area. Bordeaux is a nice area down and heading towards uh, um, what the, what the, um, the reserve. There's a reserve down there as well, right? All the way further down. The, the Botany Bay, the Botany Bay, right? So that road, that's that's like one way in and one way out. So that road got to be <laughs> ideal. What's, what, what's the deal on the, on the western side of St. Thomas? Yeah, so so we, um, we actually our operations guys are, are doing some some patching in, in some of the areas off of the main road. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're working with um, the USDA, um, one of their divisions called the NRCS. Um, and you know, they they give a lot of grant funding to to farmers, and so so we're we're collaborating with them to work on seeing if that they're they're in, excited about trying to fund an alternate road that we have under design that that would pass through um, where the farmers are. That's actually Route 318. So we're working we're working with them to see if they will be able to fund the construction of that. Alternate road. Oh, no, no, that's, no, that's good. That's what I'm talking about. That's, a, that's a, another tube, which would be a good thing. Uh, we appreciate that. So, last week when I was talking with Richie Mota, and we were talking about the agencies that are going to be uh, uh, coming on in advance of the governor's state of the territory, you mentioned Department of Public Works. <clears throat> so, I said, well, I can't wait for them to come on because I like to brag about when they come to St. Croix, they could drive on a flat road, right? <laughs> And then one of my friends, my forward friend of mine named Rufus Tumble from St. Thomas had me to know flat pothole roads. So he turned it back in my face. I, I want to style off about how, how flat and, and nice St. Croix is, but he let me know flat and nice is one thing, but if you go navigate the pothole, oh gosh. So 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 he, he kind of put me in my place. So I'm going to take my blow, right? But I, I, I just want you to know that I don't take knack. So you're going to get something back in a little bit. Let me ask this question. Right, two of my listeners from St. Croix, they ask the same question. Roadside vegetation. What's the deal, in particular in St. Croix? You know, our, our, our land fertile and any little rain thing yeah. coming over. So what's the deal with roadside vegetation before we get to certain areas on St. Croix? Yeah, I appreciate that question, Neville. Um, so we've really been trying to get our road, our road crews out there in full force. Um, we had some contracting issues with a few of them. We've gotten them resolved now. So right now is the... I would say the first time in at least 18 to 24 months that we've had a full complement of both the sidearm cutters, the mechanical roadside, as well as the um, the hand roadside. So you're seeing them out there. You know, we really we we pay attention to the major thoroughfares, not just that, not just of course Queen Mary and um, Melvin Evans, but we try to make sure that the major thoroughfares like Northside Road, South Shore Road are always. Well, I just I just commented that because one of my listeners and I want I want to make sure I read what they sent me verbatim. Right, I drive North Shore Road, and the Manjak and Tantan trees are so far into the road, you have to move into the other lane to avoid them. Not a good thing on yeah. the curves. Now, they yeah. say East End looks great, no bush, no potholes, and lines on the road. Thanks. So, I just want to, to read verbatim from a listener North yeah. Shore Road, and you know, when we get rain, man, it don't take much. And we are, you know, Neville, we've, had, we've been having some good conversations because I want to let the listeners know right now we only get a, approximately $5 million to do roadside maintenance throughout the territory. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. No, it's yeah. not enough. No. So we're having conversations. We're trying to tap into some other funds. I know um, my good friend, Commissioner Bashota, every time 
I got money problems. He, he feel like he's the first person I, I call. Um, but I, I, I reach out to him because it's not just for our residents, you know, especially on St. Croix. You're seeing more visitors now. That's right. If they're in the middle of the road, even in some cases on the opposite side of the road, they begin to have that mental lapse and they think that they're back to driving on the right-hand side and you have opportunities for major, major catastrophes. So we've been tapping into um, to, to tourism. I also have a recommendation that we're going to explore, which is doing similar to what we did on the um, with the paving contracts. We're looking to do task order contracts. So some of the smaller some of the smaller um, some of the smaller companies could get a chance to participate in a roadside program. So look out for I think that's what I'm saying. I think 2024 we're really going to be in a good place to address a lot of the concerns that we've been dealing with since 2022, even 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 uh, earlier than that. Okay, that, that's good news. Um, so for potential business owners and all that stuff, um, yeah. we, we, we got we got some avenues there that are trying to, to, mm-hmm. to work to, to get you all into the mix. Uh, Jomo McLean, tell me about Melvin Evans Highway. I'm begging you, please. <laughs> so the Melvin Evans, um, Melvin Evans, so we, we're making progress down in uh, the last segment from Williams, he liked to go to home. Let, uh, let the public know how many phases this, I guess, what, eight miles, ten miles? Ten yeah. miles of highway. Um, yeah. uh, how many phases? We had six phases. Wow. Um, we've, we've completed five phases, and where the last phase is, is nearing completion. Um, VI paving is, is putting on, is, <clears throat> is paving the final layer. Of, um, of of that segment of roadway, um, so um, just asking the motoring public to be careful and to slow down. Um, we've actually had some emails back and forth the last two days with with um, people speeding through the work zone, mm-hmm. not even not even slowing down. No, no, no. I wanted to listen to this and this. I want the audience to listen to this and listen to this carefully. Um, that road so wide between. Williams Delight and Good Hope. Mm-hmm. And and there's a Johnson Road exit in between, right? There's Johnson yeah. Road as a right? Yeah. Um I was flying over to St. Thomas on Tuesday with uh Kyle Fleming. He said never them little boy racing has in the medium. Yeah. So so I I'm hoping that the the Virginia Police Department is listening, right? We got to do things to deter these people from taking these uh, these young our young people our children from taking these life life threatening risks. This is crazy. Yeah, they, they, they race in house and the medium is so wide yeah. between between the Johnson Road and and Williams the late intersection. Jomo and uh, Commissioner yeah. um, yeah. McLean that and it's so flat and nice. So I want Rufus Tumble to know that they go race house in the medium. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I'm not. Dis- I'm not encouraging that. With all due respect, please don't do that anymore, young young men. But that's what we're dealing with. That that that's what that's what that's about. So, uh, you know, we got paved that whole strip, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's something that we really, like I said, it's something that Jomo has been really hyper focused on, right? Now, a lot of the things that we're dealing with, I, I reference all the time the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, do when they finish painting the Golden Gate Bridge, they go right back to the beginning and start over again. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these, a lot of the infrastructure work that we're doing, that's really the, the, the tone and tenor that we have to take, right? Like once we once we do our major maintenance at, at uh, on, on the Melvin Evans Highway, you turn around and you start it over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doing beautification, even in the, so 
we're, we're going to take away some of that space in the median because we have been looking at adding more beautification, not only to the oh, okay, nice. but also to the, to the median. That, that, we started with East Airport Road intersection. That stuff is finally starting to take shape and flourish now. So we want to really expand and, like Jomo said, keep the momentum going right. while also hardening and making our infrastructure more resilient. Right. Now, um, Container Port, right? Do a lot of work. There's a north-south, right? That's south. I mean, that would be a north-to-south move, south-north, right? Yeah. And then you did major expansion at that um, that highway intersection. Yeah. Uh, it only took thirty years, but I can't blame you for that. I haven't been there that long. <laughs> but 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 that's a good move. That that's the type of thing that the public wants to see right now. Um, uh, uh, that project took you down to Center Line Road, right? Down to the McDonald's intersection. Jomo? Yeah. Yes. How about uh, uh, are we complete, or when is that going to wrap up? Right. So that 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 project, um, the the main contract is is going to be wrapping up in in the next month or so. But um, we added to that contract the installation, the continued installation or replacement of the the lighting on on the entire rest of Melbourne Evans Highway. So so that contractor is working on um, in replacing or repairing. Um, the street lighting on Melvin Evans from from um, Sunny Isle all the way back down to Williams Delight. So I don't know if you noticed that in in December they were able to to energize approximately forty to fifty of of the lights on that stretch of, of yeah. Uh, and that, that was another that was another question that, that was asked lighting up the entire highway and the entire Virgin Islands. What what, right. what, what a dollar figure would cost, Jomo? The, the entire Virgin Islands. Entire Virgin Islands. Yeah, uh, a, bi- a billion, half a billion. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably like like maybe four hundred million. Four hundred million, right? No, right. Just, just no, so, so you know, I ask that question. These are the type of questions that all of the insular possessions be should be asking the federal government for. If we do a joint thing, Samoa, Guam, whatever, we want our islands lit. You know what I'm saying? Because we're we're we're, we're abstract. You know, we're detached. And it could get very, very dark. So the, a good way to deter that is making sure that the islands are, are properly lit, and particularly our highways. So I yeah. think that, that that's a big thing. Um, we only got about three or four minutes left, which means, gentlemen, that um, I'll go start making more frequent appearances here in a week. My phone, my two phone have been blowing up since I come on. Public, <laughs> pu- public works is very, very important. People like to hear when you guys are here. I'm just letting you know. Right? right, so so I, I I'll take it upon myself to reach out to y'all and be more frequent. As a matter of fact, we just got a phone call. Uh, somebody somebody call. We have a call in the line. Call it uh, quickly because yeah. we run out of time. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Can't hear the caller. Good morning, caller. Are you there? I guess they they, they, they don't they don't want to talk. Jomo. Okay, good. Okay, they're, um, they're, yeah, there we go. Yeah, go ahead, caller. Liberty. Do you remember, Mr. James, you spoke to Liberty? You spoke to the folks at Liberty yes, and talked yes. about the infrastructure? Did you did you talk a little bit about the commissioner about that and what his... Um, Commission, commish, what's what the... What actions he's taking? Yeah, excellent question. Thank you very much, caller. Uh, Commission, when we deal with these Liberty projects and they work in, in concert with DPW and they were complaining about about contracting, what's going on with that, Commission? to you just like you talk to me right they gonna complain <laughs> i want to say and I, I i appreciate that question because neville my the priority for the department is safe road safe thoroughfare safe infrastructure mm-hmm. for our residents and our, and our and our visitors alike and until they can demonstrate that they are following i meet with them more than probably any other private company 
And until they can clearly demonstrate that they're willing to adhere to the path that we've laid out, the quality assurance and quality control discussions that we've had, um, the adherence to the specifications that they give us. Because you know, Neville, people could give you plans, but the plans are only as good as the execution that they do in the field. Without a doubt. And so what we're seeing is a lot of inconsistencies right. with that project, right? Even in some cases, they're installing vault boxes in unapproved areas. And Neville, as you know, once they put their stuff in our ground, it's our infrastructure. It belongs to us. It's our responsibility. Correct. So I am unapologetic about the way that I scrutinize. Re be, 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 be respectfully unapologetic, young man. Respectfully unapologetic. You're absolutely right. And we have the conversations with them. Right. It's yeah. not like a one-way street. You know, okay. we're talking. We're in constant communication. You know, I know they have a guy. Um, they have a local guy, Dennis Chance who's been really working a lot with our um, our highway engineering office to make sure mm -hmm. that the program could be expedited. But like all parents used to say, never one hand can't clap. No, right? I, agree. I agree with that. Quickly, who responsible for moving the animal limb off the road? Ayo or some other entity? The Department of Health. <laughs> so it's environmental health, really, but we try to help them out because, of okay. course, we have the roads. Okay, good. And finally, that forward St. Tommy and Rufus Turnbull, who were complaining about the pothole and St. Croix, he, he said, what about Water Island? I got road over there to deal with it. Yeah, so never like to appreciate that one. Never, you know, that was one of the first FEMA projects that we got executed for roads. Yeah. So we touched about almost like 50, 60% of their, of their major roads. Okay, yeah. go check this out. Check this out, right? We got to wrap up. I'm doing a historic analyze this at, at um, <coughs> Delhi Deck Tuesday morning. Remote. Make sure you come there, Derek, so I could get you in quick so we can talk a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, I will be there. I will come. Nine o'clock, I'll nine, be there. Nine, okay, sure. good. Appreciate that. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Great conversation. Right. Um, that's Jumma McLean and uh, Derek Gabriel joining us. Thanks a lot to all my listeners and, of course, the, the partner who sent me some brilliant questions to ask. Be good and be safe. Be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Okay. Bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hi, I'm Peter Sangle. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.